Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. It's going to be really nice out today. Mostly sunny, pleasant. Uh, high near 80. Right now, 60. I don't have an extended forecast. What's the weekend looking like? It looks beautiful. Oh, it's going to heat up. Yep, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous outside, too. Yeah, we'll take it. Right now, it's 62 at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, today is Friday. And the best day to go to happy hour is evidently not today. We'll it's not going to stop me, buddy. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but we're going to tell you, maybe you can add a day into your happy hour repertoire. We're going to talk about that. Also, the exact amount of screen time that is perfect for teenagers. It is Friday, the 3rd of June of 2022. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, uh, we've been talking about how today is National Donut Day. Recent poll found over 90% of Americans like or love donuts, and a very small 1% dislike them enough to use the word hate. I don't know what's wrong with those people. Right. Why do you hate donuts? But it doesn't our f- seem fair. Favorite types are glazed, Boston cream, and chocolate frosted. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, donut places have deals today, uh, including our favorite, Dunkin'. Uh, they're offering a free donut if you buy a drink. Uh, also, a bunch of Salvation Army locations around the U.S. are handing out donuts today. A lot of people don't know that they actually started National Donut Day in 1938, which is worth mentioning. It was originally to honor their donut lassies. They're so-called donut lassies who risked their lives to hand out donuts during World War II. That's pretty cool. So yeah. I was just out in the hallway, and I just came in during the middle of that story about the donuts. Yeah. This studio... Smells like donuts. Smells like coffee and donuts in the best <laughs> possible way ever. Like, you know, when you leave a room and yeah. you come back in, you don't yeah. really notice it when you're in it, but when you come back in, you're like, whoa! I can smell the sweet, though. Like, there's something good. very sweet in here. I don't know if somebody's cooking it in the building or if it's the, the donut that you got for free this morning. Yeah, it's one donut that I just happen to have out on the counter <laughs> here so that I'm nibbling on. And, of course, you know, we all have coffee. Yes. The, the two combined, though, you're right. There's something magic about that combination. And the pairing, like when you bite the donut and then drink the coffee or vice oh, versa. Yeah. It's just like the perfect pair. And we got more coming. And then uh, we start thinking about working that donut off, exercising. You know, the hardest part about exercising regularly along with, well, other than actually exercising, is finding the time, like around work, kids, and making food, and chores, and various global crises, and binging Netflix if we're being honest. And now there is a specific time we should work out. A new study found that the best time to work out can depend on what kind of health benefits you're looking to achieve. For example, let's say you're looking to lose fat. Women who work out in the morning 
are more likely to lose excess belly fat. That's good. That's what we all want to get rid of. It feels like that's where it settles. While men who work out in the evening burn more fat in general. Well, good. I did last night. Yeah, I prefer the not evening like dark out, but like late afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's kind of ideal for me. The study found that evening exercise in women helps increase upper body muscular strength, power, and endurance. And improves overall mood and nutritional satiety. What does that mean? <laughs> Satisfaction, I think. Like, yeah, feeling, like feeling full. I'm guessing. But it's unclear if that then applies to men who exercise in the morning. But the study does point out that exercise at any time of the day improves your health. So, so don't use the, the time of day thing as an excuse not to do anything. Oh, man, I missed my window. Oh, well. Can't do that today. Meanwhile, the National Spelling Bee, what they call the Scripps National Spelling Bee, it was last night, and if you watched it, you saw a 13-year-old spelling complicated words you probably never heard of. We had a local girl from Mason that made it to the finals. She didn't win, but she was at the top up there. Shahana, I think you say her name. Yeah, Mason Middle School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Molly's a... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pretty good speller, it turns mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah. She's great. She gave Tim and I, yesterday during the hot list, she gave Tim and I a spelling quiz and I think there were only five words, and we missed all of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was close on millennial. I was not. I wasn't I close on any of them. Spelled politician 100% accurate. C-R-O-O-K. And I spelled politician L-I-A-R. Yeah. <laughs> and then we laughed, and we ended the spelling bee. <laughs> yeah, but she gave us really, like, the like most challenging words that people kind of have to look up. So one of them was politician, one of them was millennial, one of them was lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the others, but those were just some. Yeah, it's interesting because if you go like state to state, there are just certain words that they don't look that complicated, but we tend to get hung up on them mm-hmm. because we might switch a letter or leave one out. And we, we know we've seen it before, but I'm like, oh, wait, how do you spell that? And I'll give you some examples here, like. Uh, in Utah, the number one search is boutonniere. Like you can sound that out and probably come close, but it is spelled kind of weird because if you, if you look at it, it looks like Baltonnyere. Baltonnyere. Yeah. How often are people spelling boutonniere? I don't know. I, 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 I feel, like a regular I feel thing in Utah for teachers because with spell check and autocorrect, it feels like we don't have to know how to spell anything anymore. I think it's interesting, too, how different folks' brains work. Like, 
during these spelling bees, they were calling from memory,、mm-hmm. which that's a skill. And then there's other folks whose brain works more like, like me. I have to write it. Like it's a, it's a muscle memory. Yes. Like、yeah. you have to write it to see if it looks correct. Exactly、yes. right. Yeah. In Tennessee, it's pneumonia, which is spelled P N E U M O N I A. A lot of people forget to put the E in. Pneumonia. Or the P, for that matter. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to spell that one either. You know what it is? And see, other states had strange mental blocks, and both Kentucky and Ohio fell into that category. Like in Kentucky, it's the word again. Oh, like A G A I N? Yeah. Maybe it's because they want to do A G I A N again, or I, I don't know.、Uh, I don't know, but in Ohio, it's choir. C H O I R? Yeah, but you, I, you had to think about it. Well, I had to look up because I'm writing it, like you, Tim was saying. Right. Yeah, so that's just a handful of ones that, I don't know, depending on the state, we kind of get hung up on. In,、uh, in Indiana, it's awesome. It might be Indiana. That's a hard one to spell sometimes. Oh, I, you want to know what West Virginia's was? What? West Virginia. Virginia is a hard word. I kid you not. They can spell West, but the Virginia part is it V I R G I N I A? Yep. Virginia? Yep. You got it right. No, in Indiana, it's awesome because they often forget to put in the E.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. What word do you have trouble with spelling? Um. Try and think. I still get my e, e before I, except after Y, mixed up because there are exceptions to the rules, and sometimes I'll screw that up, like on the word received.、Mm-hmm. I still have to check myself. Just to make sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Receipt is a word that I always have to look up. Oh, like、yeah. receipt and recipe are Re- ones I got that recipe, I feel like are yeah. interchangeable. But receipt is R E C E I P T, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I rule, have to stop. I have to think about it. The rules suck because you're like, this is a rule.、Mm-hmm. But there are 19 exceptions that、yeah. don't that all make any sense、uh, alone.、Yeah. So it's like, okay, is it really a rule then? <laughs> is it really, really a rule if there's no. 19 exceptions? No, and I think about the people who, like, I know someone who is, okay, she was born and raised in Beijing. Okay. She's lived all over the world. She currently lives in Dubai. Okay. When she went to college, she actually majored in English and literature. And when you speak, like to talk to her, she has a British accent, even、mm-hmm. though she's never lived in the UK. But she was, but she was schooled like at American schools in Asia. So I, I guess there was that, you know, British influence. But anyway, the point I'm making is that her English is better than mine. Oh, I bet. You know, and this is supposed to be my native language. But she studied it. You know, like we don't Like the really... way she structures、yes. sentences and the way she expresses herself is so much more eloquent than, than me. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like we study English language like we're supposed to sometimes because we learned it as kids and、yeah. then went back and、yeah. were taught I, the I rules. I feel like we probably、Correct. did, but I don't know. We've just gotten so lazy and we get used to slang and language does evolve. But... Sha. Yeah. Right. Yas. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were talking about this clip. So, we were talking about Kim Kardashian this morning. Here's an example of what we're talking about. And we talk about nonsensical phrases that we're all guilty of using. I do it too. So, I'm, I'm not piling on Kim Kardashian. I'm not calling her out for something that 
I'm guilty of too, but I, I tend to notice it with her more because in this clip we played this morning, she must have used the word like 10 times within a 45, 50-second clip. She was talking about Pete Davidson and how she never intended to get into a relationship with Pete. She was just down for a booty call after they did that SNL together. I can't say much about this because that's a big issue with me as well. I have a very, very challenging time. Yeah, a lot of us are guilty of it to an extent. I just think she does it more, and I tend to notice it more because of her vocal fry. I did SNL, and then when we kissed in scene... It was just a vibe, and I was like, maybe I've been... Hold on, hold on. Can I borrow your bell? Yeah. I want to count how many times she says like in this clip. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to put my mic down by the bell here. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah, let's let's hear how many... I'm going to go with 12, but we'll just take a guess. <laughs> okay. This clip is 52 seconds long. Let's All right, let's go. Okay. I did SNL, and then when we kissed in scene... It was just a vibe, and I was like, maybe I, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. It does not give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL, and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, Heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like, I need to just, like, jumpstart my... I was just basically DTF. Like, everyone thinks it's like a hysterical comedy show at all times. I'm like, no, it's just, like, normal. Pete is has got to be literally the best human being I've ever met. Eleven. I know, and there were some that got past me, too. Yeah, like, like, there like... were two, and I just said, like, there were two in a row. yeah. I know. I couldn't even keep up. It's so hard. I just feel like when she and I were raised, that was something that was said all the time. Like, it had already seeped me, into. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yes. It just was a part of the culture and the way that people spoke when we were growing up in the 80s and into the 90s. Yeah. The same thing with God. You know, we used to say all the time, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this like very much similar to David and Chits Creek. Oh, yeah. Kelly says that's a court reporter's nightmare. Oh, I bet. I bet it's so horrible. Yeah. People that say like or any other nonsensical phrases, uh, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and then that's another one. I can't. I say that one all the time, too. Yeah. It's just a walking language nightmare feel like I say all of these things. Yes, you do. But that's what I was saying. You had to leave the room. But I said growing up, it felt like this was just a part of our vernacular. Like, oh, uh, you know, oh, my God. I know. I did. That did occur to me during the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial because there was a lot of that from some witnesses. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Kelly is a, uh, I guess she's a court reporter. She says, court reporters and I are people that say like and you know all the time. We hear every word. That's, That's going to be, be so hard. How do you listen? <laughs> How do you listen so much like that? You got to be in a certain zone, man. Mm-hmm. That that takes discipline. Okay, real quick. Uh, kids spend way too much time online these days. So should you just ban all devices if they're not doing schoolwork? Just ban it all together? I don't think you should. Maybe give them some time 
constraints. Yeah, a new study says no, some screen time is actually good for them. Researchers tracked the online habits of over 8,000 kids for almost a decade, and they found that limiting Internet time too much can backfire. Kids who didn't spend at least some of their free time online had fewer friends and didn't socialize as much. So spending some time on social media actually has benefits. Now, if that's true, then what is the perfect amount of screen time? The study found the most well-adjusted kids spent one to two hours online on weekdays and two to three hours online on Saturdays and Sundays. That sounds like a lot. We still restrict our daughter's iPad time. She just turned five. And we give her about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes in the morning and maybe 30 or 40 in the afternoon. That's great. Because I don't, I feel like because she's so young, she's got her whole life that she's going to be stuck on either a phone or a device. So if I can control it now while she's young. I was going to say, she's still at that age where you can control it. But she's funny. When I take her to the library and she has to be on a computer where she uses a mouse, she doesn't know how to use the mouse. She tries to touch the computer like it's an iPad or a touchscreen. So she is a little behind in that kind of department. It seems like a lot, but if you think back to... You know, when, when we were kids and these things didn't exist the way they do now, we probably watched two hours of TV a day. Oh, oh at least. You know, and, and yeah. the young kids, they don't necessarily sit down and watch like on Saturday, TV you like we do. four hours of television <laughs> yeah. between eight USA and Cartoon Express. Yeah, exactly. I know I probably did. <laughs> but yeah, they, they found that the most well-adjusted kids spend one to two hours online on weekdays, two to three hours on Saturdays and Sundays. And if that sounds like a lot to you, you should know the study in 2015 found the average teen spends about nine hours Holy a day staring moly. at screens. So that's that's the time they're really spending. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. You know, do something else. Have a donut. Don't yeah, just run in. I was getting ready to tell you we have some fun giveaways here. Julia stopped by with some fun stuff for you, Jeff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So she brought four $20 gift cards for us to give away. Hi, Julia. To Dunkin' Donuts. I haven't seen you in ages. To Dunkin'. It's good to see you. In honor of National Donut Day. Sweet. Yeah. How do you want to give them away? Just take callers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Call her 20, 21, 22, and 23. 23, 24. There you go. That's going to be a lot of counting for me. I'm not sure. (laughs) 513-749-2320. And happy National Donut Day. Coming up, best day to go to happy hour, and it's not today. It's not Friday. That's coming up next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. In the meantime, quick check on traffic. Here's Denise. comes to windows, doors, roofing, siding, and gutters, I'm a fan of Universal Windows Direct. And right now, when you buy one window, you'll get one free. Check out uwdsouthwestohio.com or call 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. All right. We're lining up our winners. National Donut Day. And Duncan just brought in a bunch of breakfast sandwiches and a dozen donuts. And yeah, this place smells like uh, it smells like Duncan in here. It's not a bad way to start a start a weekend. 
So for some people, nothing beats getting out of work a little early on Friday and hitting up the happy hour. I'm a big happy hour guy, so I'm intrigued about this story. I feel like mentally Thursday is my day I want to go sit on a patio with some friends, laugh, and have some drinks. But does this story have to do with like getting the best deal? Because there aren't any happy hour specials usually on Friday. You know, because the they're trying to get people in the bar on the days that people don't go to the bar. So is it like Tuesday or something? It's, yeah, it, well, yeah, actually it is. It's just personal preference. Uh, new poll, people were asked to name the best day to hit up the happy hour, and Tuesday was the number one answer with 18% of the vote. Really? Yeah, now Friday was a close second. They didn't provide a full breakdown, but if people are doing Tuesday, I imagine it's because... For the same reason, Fritch hates Tuesdays. That's her least favorite yep. day of the week. She talks about how, like, with Monday, she's super busy because she's catching up, so she's occupied, the time flies. But then Tuesday, you're sort of stuck in the zone where you haven't quite hit hump day yet, so you're still on the climb kind of, mm-hmm. you know? And that seems to be the longest, toughest day for her. And maybe that's why people just psychologically, they need a break or they want something a little more immediate to look forward to, so they go for Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, now, midweek break. Right. But then I know people that hit it on Monday. I do. I, I don't, I'll, any day, if the weather's nice or you just got that spark of energy where you're like, I feel like being social. Right. Let's go, let's go find a couple friends on a patio and, you know, just enjoy some conversation. Moderation is key, right, Fritchie? Yeah. What am I agreeing to? <laughs> Moderation and happy hours any day. I was saying how... I was saying how you hate Tuesdays, and that may explain why when people were asked to name their favorite day for happy hour, Friday came in second. Mm. To Tuesday? To Tuesday. Oh, wow. And I thought maybe it was because you hate Tuesdays so much, and maybe other people do too, that they feel that they need a happy hour. Or because it's Taco Tuesday, and the drink prices for Margs are half. Yeah, and you know what? Mexican restaurants just have something fun about them. Yeah, totally. Right. You know, you're going to have a good time when you go there. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of drinking, uh, imagine you woke up from surgery and your doctor prescribed some heavy drinking. Okay. (laughs) As a form of recovery. I thought you weren't. Oh, okay. Recovery. Because going in, I don't think you're supposed to drink alcohol because it thins the blood and you might bleed more in surgery. No. a, A new study in Germany actually found that people who drink medium to potentially hazardous amounts when we're not recommending this. But, you know, studies sometimes show weird things, things we aren't expecting. And in this case, this study from Germany found that people who drink medium to potentially hazardous amounts of alcohol tend to do better before and after major surgery. Mm. Again, not recommending you drink hazardous amounts of alcohol if you got <laughs> surgery coming up. No, 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 yeah. But if you are a moderate drinker, it probably won't hurt. Keep in mind, all the people in this study were over the age of 60. The ones who drank a lot <laughs> had a had a better quality of life leading up to and immediately after their surgeries. This is such a terrible story. I feel guilty for reading this, but it's true. They were more comfortable, had less pain. Got, this is a horrible story. Got back to their normal activities faster and reported better overall health in general. Everything about this story is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the and research- doctors listening are like, no, no. 
I'm sure. <laughs> it probably has to do with like um, your mental state, your the way you look at life and things like that. Like if you're having a good time and having a uh, some uh, cold white wine with some friends a week after your surgery, you're probably in a a positive zone. You know, you might be onto something there. The researchers can't say for certain, but but their theory is close to what you're saying. Even though the long-term effects of drinking are bad, and there's no question about that, it can have some good short-term effects. And they include reduced stress, elevated mood, and a tendency to be more social. But it can be it can become habit-forming, and it can lose its magic quickly. So keep that in mind. Be careful. All Americans are getting less kinky, too, or, or, or maybe just less verbal. We keep talking about language and the role language plays in society, how language evolves. A new poll found that dirty talk is not as popular as it used to be. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that, I feel. Like, sometimes it's just really cheesy. Weird. Yeah. And forced. Yeah. Yeah. I feel also because so much about the world now is about instant gratification. You don't have to have all the dirty talk lead up. You just get right to it. You just click. <laughs> just <laughs> off you go. <laughs> That's just a personal observation. <laughs> 11% of the respondents said they always talk dirty in bed uh, compared to when the same survey was done 10 years ago. So it's a little bit less. And only 31% say they occasionally do, down from 38%. So I guess if you combine those, it dropped from 50 to 42% overall. But uh, one one expert blames the pandemic. She says that during times of heightened stress, people tend to, quote, engage in lovemaking for comfort and reconnection. Mm. So things like dirty talk sort of take a backseat to things like increased eye contact and more cuddling. So there you go. We're going to take a quick break here. Coming up, uh, some restaurants are now adding fees to your check to counter inflation. I've seen it. Yep. So uh, we'll get into why your restaurant bill might be a little higher than it has been in the past. And the six mistakes that people make when doing a staycation, that and the rest of the day's news that didn't make the news straight ahead. But now we check the roads once again. Denise Johnson is here now with your latest Q102 traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.